the college experience, big 10 college basketball conference preview on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by MyBookie.ag. My bookie is doing everything they can to help out the hashtag DGENs only cash big, including a 50% deposit match on your first deposit. That's mybookie.ag promo code SGP to get a 50% deposit match only at mybookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay per head providers and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Sean green. Sean green's latest comedy album. This loss hurts us all is now available everywhere. iTunes, Apple music, Spotify, and wherever you get your stand up comedy. So make sure you check out this loss hurts us all by Sean stacking the money green. Welcome to the college experience, big 10 college basketball preview for 2020, 2021. Oh man. My name is Colby swinging Dantabase Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. And I'm joined by uh, look, we had our ACC guru break down the ACC, but he's also a college basketball nut. And uh, you know, I said, Hey, fuck it. I'm going to bring him back for the big 10, talk some big 10. And uh, what I mean by that is uh, let me give it up for the, uh, I still, I dude, I need to spend like a couple hours just getting creative, writing down a nickname, uh, the rooftop, the rooftop margarita drinking <laughs> uh, Duke loving Who's your favorite team in the Big Ten? I don't know. We'll get to it. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. Hey, hey, what is going on, man? How are we doing? Uh, I'm doing good, dude. I need to work on the introductions. I got to admit, if I was grading myself, I would give myself an F for the introduction for NC Nick, with the exception of rooftop margarita love, and I feel like that's kind of fun. Hey, I, I am a fan of rooftop bars. Uh, so sign me up there now to answer your question. I don't know if I have a favorite team in the big 10 Northwestern. I know say it again. Northwestern's got your boy from Duke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> I do have a least favorite team and that is the hated Maryland Terrapins. Forget them. Oh man. Over Ohio state, huh? Ohio state's strictly football. Yeah, definitely. In basketball, the hatred spews much more in the direction of Maryland than Ohio State. Ohio State's just kind of there. 
Well, Even when they were decent, when they had uh, Greg Oden and uh, who's the point guard? Uh, oh, he was. He played on the. Uh, he played on the Pacers and the. What the Bla- the Blazers? What the hell he was played- his name? I'm drawing a blank right now. Evan Turner. Yeah, Evan Turner. Bad. No, Evan Turner was was after Odin. I'm talking about the uh, point guard with Greg Odin. Oh man, I gotta. They uh, was it wasn't uh, was uh, the it, they made the final four with Scooney Penn, right? Uh, dude, Mike Conley, Mike Conley. Oh, you're right, you're right, and I like Mike yeah. Conley, man. Took me a second, but even when they were good in basketball, I didn't really hate him. Yeah, they're, they're, you know we hate Ohio State football, Maryland basketball. Well, we, I mean, at least myself. Uh, well, Mar- Maryland basketball, their fans are throwing batteries at Duke players. I mean, that, dude. Uh, as much as I love a good heated rivalry, it depends what style of battery, but I still think a battery to the back of the head, automatic fighting words, <laughs> like automatic. Especially, they were, they were hitting like, you know, parents of players and stuff. I mean, you know, that, that, that crosses a couple lines, dude. Can you imagine if it was one of those like big, I, I, I forget what, you know, like the ones that would work like an old or an old kid's walkie talkie, like those big round ones. What is yeah, that? Like a C or a D. Oh my God. You hit me in the head with that. I, <laughs> I feel like you, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it was like a triple a or maybe a double a, I have young kids. I know all about batteries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My battery game is struggling, man. Um, <laughs> anyway, you look at this conference a season ago, the, your, your Terps, uh, they tied. There was a three-way tie for first between Wisconsin Maryland and Michigan state. And, and I I'll be honest, man, I know you're an ACC guy, but even you, I think would say that last year, the big 10 was the best conference in college basketball. Yeah. I think the depth of the big 10 and, and having, you know, three top teams that all had, you know, final four potential, um, especially with the ACC having a bit of a down year in 2019, 2020, I'd agree. I think the big 10 was the best league last year. I don't think they're quite as good this year. I think some of those top teams, um, you know, speaking of Maryland, I think, you know, they'll be worse still right up there still, you know, within the argument of, of best conference, but I, I do think they take at least a slight step back this coming year. Uh, well, I can tell you that I probably agree with you because I look, you got Maryland getting worse. Now I do think there are some, some opportunities. I think, you know, uh, uh, we're going to get to our predictions, but I do think a couple teams will jump up and be better. Rutgers is a team that I think could potentially maybe fall down a little bit. They had a magical year. It's a shame. They didn't get it. Like they were going to make the tournament probably for the first time since 1991, if memory serves me correct. But another one is Penn state was going to make the tournament and they've had a wild off season as I, as you know, all of us has with COVID and the whole 2020 year. But uh, you know, their coach Pat chambers stepped down. Apparently he made some racial insensitive jokes. Uh, they're coming off a 21 and 10 season, which is probably the best year at Penn state since the days of John Amici. And, uh, and who was that guard that they had? It was a shooter. The, the brothers, they had brothers that were shooters. Crispin. Crispin yeah. Brothers. Yeah. Go, go and John. Yeah. I mean, they, they probably haven't had a good year and they were going to make the tournament last year. Uh, so now, you know, they get Pat Chambers stepped down and this thing just, just happened a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, I feel like they're just, they, they gotta get worse just because, you know, this is a pretty bad, pretty late in the year to lose your head coach. 
And uh, yeah, obviously you said uh, Maryland on the, on the downfall too, but I'm going to get to a couple surprises, but um, how do you want to start this? Should we go from last to first or first to last? Uh, you know, I think we, we should go first to last okay. um, with the ACC. I let you start that. And you, we kind of, you know, followed suit via your rankings. How about we switch it up and uh, we, we go via my rankings here. There we go. Let's do it. Always start with the best. Uh, so um, this year, the my pick to win the Big Ten is one of those teams that tied for first last year. It is the Wisconsin Badgers. Um, you know, looking at the team here, uh, last year it was kind of up and down. They had a few bumps in the road, especially in that November December time frame. At one point, they lost four out of five games. Uh, including losses to like the, the likes of Richmond, New Mexico, NC State, teams like that. Uh, they had some chemistry uh, issues. If you remember, Kobe King left the team. Uh, you know, he, I think he, he claimed some some racism issues or something. Uh, but I think chemistry improved after he left, and they they finished the year uh, the last ten games going nine and one including wins over Michigan state, Michigan, Purdue, Indiana, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, they returned most of that team. I think Wisconsin's in for a pretty big year. Yeah. And I remember even, I think they split against Maryland if memory serves me correct. And I believe they lost a game that they really should have won. Uh, you, you look and, and how, how much do you trust Greg guard at, at, uh, at head coach there? Um, I, I think, you know, he's one that I was a little on the fence on, but then last year, uh, putting it together late and you look at this lineup and I basically see five guys that can, that basically can average double digits. You love to see that with college basketball or what, you know, with a team in college basketball where you have several scoring options. I know last year, if you look at it, you only have two that actually got, uh, you know, double digits in Potter and Rovers. Um, but right there is, is uh trice. 9.8 points a game. They're starting point guard Davison, the shooting guard, 9.9 points a game. And then forward at the small forward spot of uh, 8.6. So basically they're all, all very interchangeable uh, as who could have the best scoring game. And uh, you know, you, you look oh, in general, I like a senior ridden team, all five of their starting five, either seniors or red shirt seniors. So a lot of experience that goes a long way in my opinion, in college basketball. So I don't have them. Number one. I- I thought you'd like that. I, you know, just I recall from the ACC preview, you were definitely favoring the teams with the upperclassmen, and so this this had this might be one of your favorite teams in the country. You know, um, I mentioned they didn't lose a whole lot. They lost one reserve guard who averaged eight eight points a game. Um, they also brought in a five man recruiting class led by a four star power forward Ben Carlson. Um, he looks like that typical. Uh, Wisconsin, big man, you know, white guy probably shoots good free throws, you know, probably could hit that, you know, in your face jumper. Uh, no, yeah, you know, I think, you know, they were coming on towards the end of last year. I think they're going to carry that momentum into this year. Um, did you say you had Wisconsin one also? I don't, I don't have the number one, but I'm, I'm curious. What about the, uh, the whole state just being obliviated by COVID right now? Is that, is that concerning? <laughs> you know, I mean, we still have what three weeks until the first college <laughs> basketball game. Who knows what the hell is going to happen three weeks from now? So that that was not that that didn't come into you know that that, that factor that was not in my decision making process. <laughs> uh, will it 
I mean, hey, man, it, it could, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But no, I, I did not consider that. I got you. I got you. Well, um, I, I do have them at the top. I just don't have them. I think it's going to be a really close race. Uh, just like last year, I, I truly believe that uh, everything is going to be within a game. You might even see a two or three way tie again this year. Uh, my number one team, I was bullish on this team last year. And I think I was perhaps just a, a year too early. I think, um, and I got the, I got the fighting a lion. I, all right. I got, Okay. I, I like Brad Underwood. I liked him from his Stephen F. Austin days. Um, but when they returned, this guy's a stud and I always forget how to pronounce his name. Uh, uh I owe, uh, don't, how do you pronounce that guy's name again? They're fucking best player. He came back. He flirted yeah, with the I, NBA well, draft. I always forget how to pronounce his name. Dosunumu. <laughs> Dosunmu is what I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But he, with him and the other guy, with you know, it, it, it looks like it's Cockburn, but I think they they pronounce him as as Coburn. <laughs> yeah, I, I I prefer to say Cockburn because it's something that uh, <laughs> uh, you know I could probably relate with back to my younger days, but um. Trent Frazier also, I mean, they, they get those three guys back. Now they are bringing in a big time freshman and Adam Miller at the, at the two guard spot. But even with that, they're bringing in some, some, some transfers on the bench. The Jacob Grandison, the guy coming over from Holy cross where I know it's Holy cross, but the guy got 14 points a game there and uh, five boards. So I, 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 I just feel like I was a year off last year. I was bullish on them and uh, probably to my own detriment. But, but this year I think they're going to put it together. I, I love the athleticism on this team. And uh, as always, you remember when they were at Stephen F. Austin or even his, I think his one year at Oklahoma state Underwood's teams are very athletic. So I think that could be a, a you know, a problem for some teams. Now with that comes nights where they're probably not going to have some great shooting nights at times, but uh, I don't know. I just, I, I, I was bullish on them last year. And I, I, as the season went on, I, I, I think they became better, but uh, hopefully this is the year that they really turn the corner for me, at least. Yeah. You know, I I'm, I'm also a Brad Underwood guy. Um, I think Illinois is in for a good year. Uh, they did lose two out of the three starting uh, guards to graduation. So I'm a little concerned how they're going to refill that perimeter. You mentioned the four-star recruit Adam Miller. If he can step in, you know, right away, and be a productive guy that'll you know average at least ten points a game or so. I think that's going to go a long way. Uh, my one cause for concern with the Fighting Illini is that against the top of the league last year, against you know those those two other teams. No, I'm sorry, the three teams that tied for the lead, they were only one and four. Uh, so they got swept by Michigan State, they got swept by Maryland, and they beat Wisconsin. So I'm a little concerned they were like feasting on kind of the bottom half of the league. Um, and when really they played against the top opponents, they usually lost. So I'm not quite as high on them as you. I have them coming in. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, look, that's my point though. To my own judgment last year, I felt like it's kind of like in college football when you, when you're really spotting a team that you like, but it's a year, just a year early and they, they get just beat up by, by the blue, the blue bloods of the, of the conference. But I think this year. Uh, I, I, one thing that I will say is when they face Wisconsin, one thing that I think is really hard for Wisconsin is they nor Illinois is just so much more athletic. I think that's always a little bit of a thorn in their side. Uh, even when on the great Wisconsin teams is they got to really be disciplined. 
to uh, to take down some of these super athletic teams like like Underwood's teams traditionally are. Um, I, I, I well, have, hey, what's up? Let me be honest with you, thing, you know, if if last year was a learning experience, maybe this is the year they get over the hump. Maybe you know, with more experience, more big games under their belt, maybe they'll fare better against the uh, you know the top tier of the of the Big Ten. Yeah, it's what year three under Underwood. I feel like uh, last year was headed like the first year uh, they weren't very good, but last year they made some strides, and I think this is the year that they really announced to the Big Ten that they're here to stay. Um, by the way, I didn't tell you I have Wisconsin coming in third, so uh, okay, I'll get to that. Like I said though, this could all be, um, this could all be a tie for all I know, or perhaps you know one game difference. Yeah, the way I break down the Big Ten, there's four or five. There's probably five of a of top of a top tier teams. If you're going to go in tiers, there's three tiers. There's your your top tier that has about five teams. There's a middle tier with about six teams, and I think they're all pretty average. And then there's your bottom tier with two or three schools that are going to struggle. Um, so this, yeah, this top tier, I think all five of these are interchangeable. Um, I think you could see this, this order, you know, you know, be flip flops throughout the year. Yeah. So get, get to your number two. I want to hear who you got at number two. I'm going to go out on a limb and say our number two is the same. And that is the Michigan state Spartans. Yeah. And I, and I'll say this though. Did you, uh, did you think perhaps about just being like, I don't know this year, because I don't, you feel like Izzo's kind of lost a little bit of an edge lately. You know, I don't know. I, I think uh, I think Michigan State could be in for a nice year. You know, I, they have some some holes to fill. The point guard Cassius Winston is gone, and the big man Xavier Tillman left early. But uh, I think their backcourt could be very good, and they get the um, transfer from Marquette in the front court, along with a nice recruiting class. Um, when I was doing my research on Michigan state, I think I saw more positives than negatives. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Like my thing was, I, I just feel like the past two years, per, perhaps, and maybe I know they dealt with some injuries, so maybe that's it. But obviously getting Hauser from Marquette, uh, it was big. And then, uh, you know, what four, they're starting four to five upperclassmen, you know, I'm big on that, but I will say Traditionally, Izzo teams don't they always have a good point guard? That's a question mark here. It it certainly is. Uh, you know, and I will say the one the one uh, underclassman that's in the starting lineup is Rocket Watts, and great, I'm a big name, Rocket Watts guy. <laughs> Sounds like he should be a receiver or something. He should be playing the wrong sport, <laughs> but um, yeah, he, he had an up and down freshman season last year. Yeah, you know, he struggled with consistency, as you might expect from a freshman. But he ended the year with four straight games in double digits. I think he makes a big leap this year. And then if they get Joshua Langford back, who missed all of last year, I think if you got Watts, Langford, and the other guard on the perimeter, Aaron Henry, I think that's a great backcourt. I think it's. I think that that backcourt is is athletic, and they can really defend you. Uh, I think that's a nice place to start. You know, in college basketball, usually it's all about the backcourt. I do agree that that's kind of like three shooting guards. I'm not sure who's going to handle the ball mostly. Um, it'll be interesting to see early in the, in the year who takes over those point guard responsibilities. But I think uh, Michigan State's got a pretty nice team here. Uh, yeah, I have number two. 
and they could easily win the big 10, obviously, but I, I, I am a little bit concerned. I feel like the last two years is, oh, I maybe it's been some injuries. I do recall they were beat up. I feel like one of the, one of those years, if not both. And, uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how this year is. Cause traditionally I feel like Michigan state always has a good point guard, whether it's Cleves, whether it's, you know, I just feel like the point guard play is always a big, a big issue in, in a Tom Izzo coach team, but we'll see. We'll see how that works with rocket Watts. Hit me with your number three then. Yeah. So my number three, so, so your third team was, was Wisconsin, right? Yes. All right. So I'm going number three, Iowa. And for me, it's all about the big man, Luca Garza. Uh, if you follow college basketball last year, you definitely heard of this guy. He almost averaged 24 points a game. Uh, he was in double digits every game last season. And he ended the year with 16 straight games over 20, including a 38 point game against Indiana. The dude was just dominant. He comes back. He's going to have at least as, as good of a year. He can go inside. He can go outside. He gets to the charity stripe regular, regularly. Um, they only lose two guys. They lost two role players. Uh, and they're not just a one man team either. I like wise camp. I like CJ Frederick and they get their point guard back. Who, who got, who was hurt last year, only played either eight or 10 games, went out for the year, Bohannon, he comes back from injury. Uh, I like a lot about this Iowa team. A um, little concerned about a lack of athleticism, uh, but uh, they got some really nice players here. I think Iowa, they're a team that that may have a better regular season than they do postseason. Uh, I, I I'll probably co-sign that right there. But uh, yeah, getting Garza back, you know, there's talk of him being Player of the Year. Uh, Twenty-four points and, and basically ten boards a game. On that's that that's amazing in a, in a conference so deep, but then you add in wise camp at 14 and six. And like you said, CJ Frederick with the uh, 10 points a game and then Bohannon. Well, I remember Bohannon could hit some clutch shots. Um, so yeah, getting him back's huge. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch the Hawkeyes this year. I have them at number four, so we're not that far off. Yeah. And they do have four or five uh, upperclassmen starting. So uh, I know you like that there. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll be honest, the, the Illinois thing is kind of a, uh, it's going against a little bit what I believe, but I just do think he's going to turn a corner this year, but uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to watch Iowa this year. I think they're going to be they're They're going to be a money. This one, I wouldn't be surprised if they won the big 10 regular season because, but I do feel like they could be the lack of athleticism could burn them in the tournament. And like, I feel like it traditionally does. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I mentioned, you know, they're, they're almost uh, UVA ish where I think they have a really good regular season and especially, you know, d- depending on what kind of crowds can attend games here, you know, they have a really good home court environment. Uh, if, if they can pack it with fans. So I expect them to do well during the regular season. I don't know if I see them going final four or anything, but um, you know, definitely top five in the big 10 regular season. Sign yeah. me up. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to get to your next pick because I've already revealed my fourth. But before I do that, I want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by mybookie.ag. Late fall college ball. Yes, college football and college basketball. You got the UFC Fight Island. You got the NBA bubble. It's clear 2020 has been a year unlike any other, which is why you need a sports book with offers unlike any other. Get some skin in the game with mybookie where odds boost lightning deals and free bets all await all season long. 
And with Turkey day right around the corner, there really is no better time to feast on some NFL action. Whether you're a first time customer or have been playing with my bookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets and contests that they offer every single week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet and get paid. They also boast a fully fledged casino platform, giving you uh, access to all the classic table slot and card games. You'd expect to find that at your local casino or your local, you know, friend's garage. I don't know. And, and the best part is at my bookie, the doors never close. So you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up today at my bookie. And when you do, make sure you use that promo code SGP to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to $1,000. The terms are simple. Put it like this. If you put in 200, they'll match you with another hundred in your account all the way up to $1,000. So do the math there. If you're already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. Come on now. It's winning season at my bookie. So come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it only at mybookie.ag. All right, we're back. And I think since I named my fourth was Iowa, I think it brings it back to you on who your fourth is, right? Cause Iowa was your third. We know Illinois is your fifth, right? Correct. Yeah. So, um, this one may come as a little bit of a surprise. You know, I'm seeing some other publications have them ranked a little bit lower, but um, yeah, that, that may have been before the news of Sean day Brown uh, being granted immediate eligibility, uh, Michigan Wolverines. I have them at number four. I think Juwan Howard has his program going in the right direction. Looking at uh, their roster, they do lose Xavier Simpson. So there will not be any more 2 a.m. car crashes. Hopefully <laughs> uh, that guy killed me because he could never make a free throw. Yeah. Frustrating, especially coming from a point guard. You know? Oh man. I mean, look, I wish the best for the guy, but man, I did. I lose some covers on that guy getting fouled and him just going like one for eight from the free throw line. You're like, how is this possible? How, how the fuck is this possible? You know, especially come March, come postseason, you need your point guard. You need the guy who's going to have the ball in his hands to be able to step up and knock down free throws. The dude, all he does is play basketball. Yeah. He doesn't have a nine to five. He may attend a few classes. Yeah. He, All he does. Well, is I don't even know about that. I don't even know about attending a few classes. He's getting like, he's driving the, uh, what was it? The eighties wife's car around. Something like that. I forget the, all the details of the scandal, but it was 2 AM. It sounded like uh, uh, he was, you know, some, some friendly cops got there on the scene, kind of, you know, <laughs> escorted him out there. Hush, hush. Oh man. You know? I, I, he wasn't drinking or doing any drugs or anything. Of course not. I just love the fact. I, how come I never run into a cop like that? Go blue. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if he's like, if he's got him arrested and he's like, wait, are you, are you, are you Xavier Simpson point guard of Michigan? Go fucking blue. You got upset. What am I doing with these cuffs on you? You know, get out, get out, get out of here. <laughs> May, you know what? Maybe somebody will arrest you and, and they'll actually listen to the sports gambling podcast network and be like, you're the Dan base. You're pick Dundee. <laughs> that, that dude, if, if I get, if I get arrested ever and, uh, and, and they recognize me as pick Dundee and, and I get out, I'm just going to say, I will send that guy, that officer, a, a bottle of, of very expensive booze 
every single year, just because, I mean, just to be referred to as pick Dundee in real life, is, you know, it, it doesn't happen all, every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The only problem with that is that if, if he was tailing your college football picks last week, uh, no, two weeks ago, two <laughs> weeks ago, he might not, yeah. you might not uh, get, you might lock your ass up <laughs> two weeks ago. Last week I was seven and three. All right. And I hit a, and I two hit weeks. a, I hit a teaser. Yeah. All right. No, I hit a, I, I hit a parlay buddy. Um, but yes, going back to Michigan real quick. Yeah. So, Hey, you know, they have Isaiah livers returning Franz Wagner, Eli Brooks pair up those, that trio with Shondi Brown. And you got four really good players here. Um, they had the big tens top recruiting class where they brought in uh, three, four stars. So I think Juwan Howard has his program going in the right direction. They are trending upward. I think uh, they have a good year this year. I think they're just going to build off that. Well, yeah. And remember livers was or livers, whatever you want to say. Long John silvers was out for a long time uh, or he, he was, he missed a decent amount of time last year. Um, underrated that they get in a grad transfer in Mike Smith from Columbia. This kid averaged 23 points per game at Columbia, Nick. I mean, come on. I don't care where you're at. Ivy league basketball is actually better than a lot of conferences. Uh, so 23 points a game is no joke. I don't care what conference you're in. I see he's only five eleven, So he's a little guy. I guess they're going to rely on him to be a backup point guard slash three point shooting. Uh, when I see that height, I'm concerned about what, who he's going to cover on the defensive end, but uh, Hey, I mean, it, it, you know, he can score the ball putting up that kind of point. So coming off the bench, you know, in certain spots, it's one more reason to like the Wolverines. Yeah. And then you add in the freshman, you get Hunter Dickinson, seven, one, the giant, that's a giant in college basketball. It'd be interesting to see where Michigan is. I do have Michigan uh, further down, but I don't have, a, it's, it's not as bad as what I've read a, a different, a bunch of different publications and they had them further down. But I guess like you mentioned, who, who would know that they would get Brown from wake coming in uh, NCAA, just handing out the, uh, the, the transfer passes here. You don't have to sit out a year. You're just in, you're automatically in, um, you know, I'm a DC guy and, and Brown is legit. He put up 24 on Duke last year. He's a physical guard. Uh, he's going to fit in nicely there. If you don't know Sean D Brown, you, you might learn him. You might, I learn about him this year. Uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see. I, I want to see Juwan Howard do good at Michigan. I'd like to see, I'd like to see them. I wouldn't mind them bringing in a national championship. You know what I mean? Would not mind them. Is Juwan Howard, is Juwan Howard the most likable guy from the fab five? Well, I've, I, I, I'm biased because I've met Jalen Rose a few times and I thought Jalen, Jalen Rose was really, really nice. So, you know, for that matter, Chris Weber, after he retired, he actually seems like a cool dude too. And, and I would have never thought that while he was playing. Yeah. If anything, uh, Dugan Fife's probably the biggest asshole on that, uh, on that <laughs> roster, right? Fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Eric Riley. Wasn't he the big man? Was, was he after well, that? Well, he wasn't a part of the fab five. The, the, the other two was Ray Jackson and, and um, hold on. Oh geez. Who's a Jimmy King, a Jimmy King. Uh, Jimmy King. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they never had really pro careers. So I, I don't know if they're assholes or nice guys. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I just feel like a guy, I, look, no disrespect to Dugan Fife, but I don't know. Just the name Dugan sounds like a guy that I probably wouldn't like. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
right. I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. But anyway, um, yeah, I got Michigan just, just for the Wolverine fans out there. I got Michigan at six. What number you okay. had him at? You had him at four. I'm at four. All right. So then you've told me that the Illini are your fifth team, right? Correct. My top five, Wisconsin, Michigan state, Iowa, Michigan, Illini. Okay. Now I'm going to take a gamble here. Michigan fans probably going to hate me a little bit, right? Because, uh, I'm going to roll with Ohio state one spot ahead of them. Um, I got the Illini in my five spot. Um, mainly look, you got Dwayne Washington jr. Back. Remember his dad, Pearl Washington. Uh, and then, then you add in sewing a guy, a transfer from Cal who averaged 14 and six there at four at the forward spot. Then CJ Walker, remember him at Florida state, add him in with EJ Lydell. I like what this team returns. Uh, the bench is a little thin. The bench is a little concerning. Maybe Abel Porter at from Utah state will be, will will, will give them some, some, some help on the bench. But uh, as far as starting five goes, I really like the starting five for the Buckeyes. Well, we have a big difference. I have the Buckeyes down at 11. Mm. Mm. So they lost both of the Wesson brothers uh, and they lost uh, two guards who played big minutes. Uh, They lost a lot. They have some transfers coming in. The guy from Cal, I don't recall him at Cal. Um, well, Cal was Cal, horrible. Cal was horrible, but yeah. I'm saying he put up good stats. Right. So, you know, I'm cool with the backcourt. CJ Walker, Dwayne Washington Jr., that's solid. I'm just concerned with the whole rest. Lydell of the can play, man. I, I watched Lydell play. Uh, I, I think, you know, his stats will probably go up because he was splitting time a lot last year. I think he's a solid player. Now, Kyle Young, bit of a question mark. Senior, seven points or eight points a game, basically, and six boards. But the real, the real question to me is the depth. I like the starting five. I think the depth is where I see concern. And, and you know what? Uh, the more I think about it, maybe I will switch Michigan. Maybe, you know what? I'm going to switch Michigan and Ohio state because I, I do think getting the kid from wake is a big deal. So you heard it here first. I'm going to put Michigan at five, Ohio state at six. There um, you go. So who's the one other 60? Cons- oh yeah. Thing. Anyway, so. One more thing about the Buckeyes before we we move on is the one concerning thing is that with so many players departing, you would think they could cobble together a pretty good recruiting class. Uh, that wasn't the case. They got two guys, both are three stars. Uh, I think if you look at the Big Ten recruiting rankings, uh, Ohio State was number eleven. That is surprising. Eleventh recruiting class. So uh, I'm kind of worried about the trajectory of their program there. Um, that's why I had them, them lowered down than most this year. Um, should and they, you know what? It's a, it's a Buckeyes man. Should they had fired Thad Matta? Remember we sat right next to Th- Thad Matta. What a couple weeks before the virus hit, we were at a Butler uh, Xavier game in Indianapolis at, uh, that's right. at that's what, right. what, what, what was it? Hinkle Fieldhouse? Is that the name of it? That, that yeah, awesome yes, stadium where they shot Hoosiers. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it makes you wonder about the Holtman hire. I think Holtman's a solid coach, but I, I've, I've always thought that Mata was a good coach. I thought he got a raw deal. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, you know, Holtman leaves, and he, you know, it's a lot of question marks with the program now, so maybe he can turn it around and, and write the ship. Uh, we shall see. Uh, all right. So with my sixth school 
It's a team that you brought up in the opener, and you mentioned that uh, you may, they you think they may uh, regress some this year. I disagree. I think Rutgers is going to have a good year. Um, you know, last year they went 20 and 11, 11 and nine uh, in the conference. Uh, the Scarlet Knights actually are putting together a pretty good basketball program. They return most of the team. Uh, a couple, you know, role player forwards graduated, but uh, it's all about Ron Harper Jr. talking oh, about. Tons of famous basketball players. Uh, what did he average last year? Let me pull it up. Here. 12, 12 and 12 and six, 12 and six, 12.6 boards. And I'll, I'll tell you this, man, I don't want to, I don't mean to, to cut you off, but uh, as far as exciting teams to watch last year, I thought Rutgers was about as exciting as it gets. Cause even the teams that I feel like they were a good team, but even the teams, so they would beat teams. They probably shouldn't have beat but they would also play close games against teams. They shouldn't play and, or they, they should have beat by 20. It was a, I always felt like it was a roller coaster watching this team a season ago. So my biggest question is, can they find a way to just flat out be better than the teams they should be better than and put them away? Because I'm telling you, man, I always felt like every time you tuned in now, was it great for a viewing experience? Yes. But gambling on Rutgers was like, Oh shit. Like, Oh man, they, I think they had a crazy game where they hit two threes in the final 10 seconds to win at the buzzer, something like that. Where like the dude missed, they kicked it out and he hit a three at the buzzer. But uh, I don't remember who it was against, but I just remember watching these Rutgers games being like, this team is exciting, but God damn, it's living on the edge. Well, they're much more experienced this year, you know, um, looking yeah, so they so they're going to start four juniors and a senior. Uh, you know, these guys probably weren't used to being on, uh, you know, the, on big stages, you know, on TV and everything. Um, so some of that inconsistency will hopefully go by the wayside and they'll be able to, you know, put forth, you know, a nice effort, you know, every outing. Um, I think we mentioned Ron Harper jr. He, he may have only averaged 12 points a game, uh, but I think that's going to increase this year. He had some monster games last year. Uh, he, he dropped 29 on Iowa, dropped 27 on you, you're fighting a lion eye. And, uh, they, and they also bring in a four-star center in cliff. Omore more from Roselle, New Jersey. He might be able to step in and bolster that front court right away too. Well, I, so I, I yeah, think, man, I say Rutgers this year. Yeah. I mean, I would love it. I would love to see them win the whole big 10, but I mean, um, I, 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 are you concerned about the depth? Uh, you said you mentioned that some of those freshmen, they got some big time freshmen coming in height wise. But you look at that bench; it looks a little thin. You need one of these. You need one or two of these freshmen to really uh, make an impact. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a five-star. I'm sorry, not five stars. A five-man recruiting class, uh, and it, they're pretty much. I'm sorry, four, and they're all upper. They're all um, power forwards. They're all six, seven, six, eight. They really do need depth, especially on the interior. They need these freshmen to pan out. Uh, you know, they, they range from three stars to four stars. Usually those guys, especially the three stars need a year or two to get acclimated to college ball, but uh, they are going to need a couple of those guys to step up and provide some solid minutes. So uh, lack of depth is concerning, but um, I like the starting five and I think that's going to take them places. All right. Now I've already given my number six. It's Ohio state. My five Remember, I moved Michigan to five. My six is Ohio state. So it's going to be back on you with number seven. Purdue boilermakers. Oh, um, Matt painter. You know, do what your boy, Matt painter. Yeah. 
Um, you know, I mean, they're pretty average. They got, you know, a bunch of starters that all average between uh, eight and 12 points per game coming back. Uh, no one of note on the roster that's going to be playing in the NBA or anything. Wait, wait, but are they're they, all solid. Guys. Are they going to have someone on the roster that looks like they're 47 years old? Because that is a Matt, a staple of the Purdue, Purdue university from the Brian Cardinal days to uh, last year. I'm struggling to think of the guy's name a season ago that looked like he was 47 years old and on that team, but uh, God bless Purdue because I love it. I love when you get to tune in to watch that. <laughs> They'll probably have some, you know, overachieving white guy who's kind of undersized, but he's scrappy and you know has uh, big, uh, big knee braces. <laughs> exactly. He'll <laughs> take that charge. He'll die for the loose ball. He'll mix it up with uh, some better players. Try to get him out of their game. But, but you mentioned Purdue and, 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 and I actually think, you know, they're kind of a, a mystery team. Cause I'll say this painter always gets the most out of his teams. I feel like you, you would you agree with that? Like, like that's he's his a good coach. Sure. He's a good coach. You know um, why well, you haven't mentioned them yet. Where do you have them ranked? I have Purdue at number eight. And okay, just one spot down. But as I was filling them out, I actually had them further back than I moved them up to eight. Because I'm sitting there and I look at this team and I go, okay, Travion Williams, that's that's their elite player. Maybe Eric Hunter at the point guard spot. They got holes elsewhere. They got absolutely zero depth on the bench. Absolutely zero depth on the bench. Like you look at it, you're like, what? Um but pain or some, he like sprinkles fairy dust on these teams. They'll somehow win. Like a, they're kind of like Virginia to me too, where they're, they're a good defensive team. They'll find a way to win a game like 57 to 55 or, you know, 47 to 45. Um, but I, when I look at this, even when I read up on them, I'm not impressed really, but I always know painters, a good guy, like a good coach at really getting his team to, to perform at it better than what they actually are. In my opinion. Yeah. And if you look at their, you know, 10 players or 11 guys on the roster, about half of them have been redshirted, which means that they don't recruit, you know, star players. They recruit system guys. They get them bigger. They get them stronger. They, they get them to grow within the program. Uh, so yeah, there's no household names on this team. You mentioned Trevion Williams. He's their best player. He only averaged 11.5 last year. Last year, yeah. Granted, he was splitting time with Harms. Well, they only uh, score who, like who, uh, forty-eight a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's really nothing to get excited about with Purdue. I think they'll have about a five hundred record in the Big Ten. Uh, they'll knock off some teams. They'll lose a handful of games. You know, they'll be hard to bet on because you never know what Purdue team's going to show up. But I think uh, under Painter, I think in previous years, they've had more talent. This team kind of lacks talent. And you mentioned lacking depth. Their sixth man or the, their, their top reserve only averaged one point a game last year. So they got a <laughs> lot of faces, some freshmen, some red shirt, some red shirt freshmen. Maybe they're solid guys and we just don't know them yet. We'll see. Yeah. And for that reason, my, my, uh, cause I had, I had them when I had Purdue at eight, my number seven was the Indiana Hoosiers. Right. And first off, can we just, uh, I don't know if COVID might alter this, but is it a big year for Archie Miller in Bloomington? Definitely. You know, so um, I had Indiana at eight. So we just flip flop the two schools from the state, from the Hoosier state. Well, 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 but, he, uh, well, here's the angle on that. Like painters, the more proven coach, at least in the big 10. And uh, 
And I look at the roster. I think Indiana's got the better roster, but Painter's a better. Uh, he's proven more in the Big Ten. Not a shot at Archie Miller, but I'm just saying uh, we, we haven't seen much. But you look at you look at this Indiana roster. I do think it's slightly better than Purdue's, and they also have a little more depth. Although they have problems with depth themselves, I just think they have a little bit more depth. And uh, Jackson Davis at forward is uh, pretty explosive. He was just a soft. He's just a sophomore, averaged 13 and a half, basically 14 points a game. Eight and a half boards. Uh, kid's pretty electric. Well, you know, you're absolutely right about Archie Miller. And, you know, the last time Indiana had an above 500 conference record was five years ago. They've, the last four years, nine and 11, eight and 12, nine and nine, seven and 11. You know, this isn't a basketball powerhouse anymore. This isn't the 80s. Are, are, know, they, the, are they Nebraska football? They are. Exactly. That's a, that's a you know, that's a great comparison. Yeah, you know, they're no longer a blue a blue blood, um, and this year it's going to be about the same. I think. I think they're going to be pretty average. You know, they lose Devonta Green and Justin Smith. Uh, you mentioned Jackson Jackson Davis. He's a nice player coming back. Uh, Al Durham's a solid guy. Uh, they do bring in the only five star recruit going into the Big Ten this year. Um, point guard Christian Lander. He's going to make or break their season. Right? Yeah. I think um, they just have they, a better roster than Purdue, but painter is, is such a, he's, he's like Tony Bennett. He can take like the, you could t- put Tony Bennett at like, I feel like you could throw him at, uh, you know, like, I don't even know this, this uh, UIC or, or, or UAB or whatever. And, and he's going to take them from a, a, a 10 win team from a season ago or four win team. And he'll automatically add like 10 or 15 wins because he's a, just a better coach than the rest. And I, and I, I mean, I think Bennett's better than painter, but painter is, is underrated, but I think this roster, would you not agree with me that Indiana's roster is better than Purdue's? Yeah, I, yeah, I do agree. Uh, but like you've mentioned, it might not matter. You know, it's like that old saying in college football, you know, a really good coach will beat you with his team. And then if he took your team and you had his team, he'd beat you with that team, you know? Yeah. Uh, so coaching matters. Coaching definitely matters, especially in college basketball. And, uh, and right now painter is the best coach in the state. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so I, I listen. Now, my, what's that before, before we go into the next school, which I guess would be number nine, right. For both of us. Yeah. And, and you've already named my yeah. number nine. So it's on you. My number nine is Rutgers. Okay. Gotcha. So before I get to my number nine, how about the big 10 only getting one five-star recruit this year? How is that even possible, dude? I don't even understand you know, how it's possible. Cause they, if they're the best conference, which I, I clearly think I have no allegiance to the big 10, you know, me NC Nick and, and I've never once been a supporter. I mean, like I've never had a, a favorite team in this conference. Um, but how, how does the top conference in college basketball only get one of those? Well, maybe it goes to your point where, you know, the better schools, you know, aren't the guys getting the one and done. You know, they're the guys getting the next tier down and the, and the players stay for two, three, four years. Um, yeah, yeah. Right off the bat. I was surprised when I saw that. Cause you know, if you look, the ACC got eight, five-star players, uh, um, the sec got the most, right? Me, I think they got the most six. Okay. Okay. Maybe they had the and most players had, in, in the NBA tryouts, I think for this draft coming up. 
Okay. Yeah. So I was just surprised with the the lack of, of recruiting in, in the Big Ten there. Now I do think I, I think Michigan got a five star guy for next year. So maybe that's going to turn around if Michigan State can rec- uh, if Michigan can recruit better. But um, yeah, just a little surprised with the lack of that top tier talent going into the Big Ten. Uh, yeah, I, I would completely agree. But I I do completely uh, think that um, maybe. I, I mean, I don't know. The SEC could be handing out bags of cash. I see a bunch of players going to Auburn. Bruce Pearl's there. I always, I always think, huh? That just makes that just ma- doesn't make sense. But um, or it does with him, perhaps. But um, uh, yeah, I I think in college basketball, maybe people are figuring this thing out. And and I asked you this on the ACC one, and I even thought, you know, you're a Duke fan, and I thought maybe it even caters to, or you know, it matters to Duke because I look at Kentucky, and they had they've been good, they've been extremely talented the past couple of years, but they haven't, they got one and dones, and that 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 hasn't gone, it hasn't worked out for them as it had in years pass. And I think maybe the grad transfer rule helping, I don't know what it is, but I, I, I will say that I think depth in college basketball and experience is really starting to pay dividends. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. So moving on uh, my number nine schools, Minnesota, huge year, by the way, huge year for one Richard Patino. Um, there's already, I mean, I wonder how uh, this is the, the, the crazy thing in college football and college basketball are the schools going to pull the plug in a year where they're strapped financially? Because without COVID, I would think Patino uh, might've been done last year. There was talk of him maybe getting fired last year. COVID hit at the perfect time where they think, Hey, this is a one in a hundred years type of virus. We don't even know. We didn't have March madness. I mean, not that Minnesota was going to make it, but, um, uh, you know, we don't know the, the outcome on how football will go. We're strapped financially. Maybe we hold on to Patino for a year. Maybe we hold on to him now for two years because this virus clearly still uh, an issue today. Um, it, it, but for everything from what I read is, is the guy is, is he might've got, he might've got fired last March had the season just ended normally. Are you saying that Patino's have some, uh, Chinese connections? Is that where his dad was coaching? <laughs> No, he was in Italy. No, no, no. I'm sorry. He was in Greece. He was in Greece. And now (laughs) let's talk. I mean, look, we're going to get into that on another episode, but it's uh, in my opinion, it's great to see Rick Pitino back, even though it's Iona. I think when you have these characters like Bobby Petrino or whoever, it makes the game better. It's good to have a wild card out there. And uh, I'm eager to see how Iona does this year, but okay. Let's talk Minnesota, Minnesota basketball here. They do have, if you look at this starting five, you're thinking, how is this team not going to make a run at like being a top five or six team in, in the big 10? I mean, they've had problems with injuries lately, but I mean, they got five guys that average over double digits. The last time they stepped on a basketball court, right. And points. Oh yeah. Well now take that with a grain of salt here. So of those five guys, three of them are, are transfers new to the program. Yeah. Of those transfers. One of the guys from Drake, one of them is from Western Michigan. Uh, I mean, Drake's got a solid program, uh, but uh, any other guys from Utah. So there's a lot of moving pieces here. You know, their, their best guy from last year, uh, Uturu uh, went early to the NBA draft. He left. So Carr and Kalshir come back in the backcourt. It starts with a nice backcourt there. And then you have 
just so many moving pieces here. But, but dude, you know? dude, as a guy that, you know, you know, me, one of my favorite conferences to watch in all the land is the Missouri Valley conference. And this kid Robbins from Drake is good. He, I think he'll be good in the big 10. It's a seven footer. Yeah, he's good. And the Missouri Valley is, is it's look, Western Michigan. We all know they're dog shit. The Mac, uh, you know, not, not an elite conference at all when it comes to college basketball. And, and you could already make the same argument for the PAC 12, the past couple of years, maybe not last year, but two years ago, for sure. Um, Robbins and, and Drake in the, the mountain Missouri Valley has been a, a really great mid major conference. And I, and I'm telling you as a guy that probably watched more Drake games than he should have. Um, I'm, I, I think he'll be a hit in the big 10 and they also bring in Jamal Mashburn jr. Buddy. I saw that. And you recall his dad, uh, Petrina's dad is one who coached Jamal Mashburn senior. Yes. So uh, you see that connection there, but yeah, I mean, who knows with Minnesota, you know, there's so many new faces. Well, well and, you know, these guys, these are guys that I'm not familiar with. So uh, I will say they're the team that has the biggest question marks or the team with the biggest margin of where they could end up. You know, they could be pretty solid. They could sneak into the tournament or they could be the same as the last couple of years. I don't know. They're a tough team to gauge in the preseason here. Well, and I'll say this. We know, we know, uh, like last year, I mean, I actually both years, man, I kind of was bullish on these Minnesota teams. Uh, I know one year they were incredibly banged up. And then I want to say last year, they just found ways to lose games. Like you, I don't know if you remember that Maryland game where Maryland, I think hit Maryland stormed back from down like 12 with like three or four minutes left, hit a three at the buzzer there. I think they're, they're for their forward hit it. It was in Minneapolis, but I, I kind of think like if they can just get everything going together, like they, the teams have always been talented. I don't know. Like I, 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 I'll put it like this the past two years. And you know, we've been doing this, this pick them thing for three years now, but I've actually Minnesota's passed the eye test to me the past couple of years. It's just, they found ways to lose. Well, that goes back to coaching. You know, is Richard Patino a good coach? Uh, would he have this job if his last name wasn't Patino? Uh, it, is this his first head coaching gig? I actually, I think he was somewhere prior. I'm going to, I think he was somewhere. Let me, let me look. I want to say he came from, uh, was it Florida international? Hang on. Let me look. Yeah. Florida international. It was Florida international. I thought it might've been Florida Atlantic, but um, yeah, at FIU from, uh, he was at FIU in 2012 and 2013. So not much of a head coaching run, but um they didn't make the tournament. I mean, they, they've had some solid years, I think, but that's a pretty big leap from Florida international to Minnesota. Uh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say if his last name wasn't Petrino, he wouldn't have that job. Patino, and, Patino, uh, yes. things, I'm sorry. Patino, yeah. Yeah. But uh, and, and if things go bad this year, he won't have that job either. Well, I don't even know with COVID he might buy himself one more year. Cause I mean, a lot of articles I'm reading about the, the, how strapped they are financially from not having fans in the, in the game for football season. And, and perhaps, you know, obviously with that hitting basketball season could be a tough year yeah. and coaches. And I was going to say like, you know, Shaka smart is well, Texas probably has the money, but Shaka smart was one that there was talk. They might've fired him last year. I'm telling you COVID hit. If you're a college basketball coach, you know, it sucks if you miss the tournament, if you're Dayton and San Diego state, but if you're one of these fringe coaches that might've been fired, COVID was a blessing in disguise for you in a way. 
Yeah, no, I, I certainly agree. You're, you're getting a, a paycheck for at least one more year. But um, you know who else? Uh, kind of a good segue there. The other school that, you know, really, it's really sucked for them that March Madness was canceled was probably the Maryland Terrapins. Because I think Turgeon had his best team that he's had there. And, you know, they could have made some noise in the tournament. And the reason why I bring up Maryland is because they're my next team ranked number 10. Uh, Where do you have them? They're my number 10, buddy. So we see. I we, thought that we see eye to eye here. One thing I know about Turgeon, I might question his coaching philosophies at times, but I know he brings in talent. And uh, Galen Smith, the transfer from Alabama, mixed with, yeah, you look at it, you don't see a ton of upperclassmen, but you got Smith, a, a, a senior morsel, and you have Wiggins, who averaged, you know, 10.5 points, five boards a season ago. And. Then you got a bunch of you. I mean, actually you have a Ayala and, but uh, you got a lot of youth on this team, especially on the bench, but um, perhaps Hamilton from Boston college as a transfer could make a difference on this team. But I, I, I just believe in the talent. I know Jalen Smith and Anthony Calvin are gone, but I still think Turgeon's talent is far above a lot of other big 10 teams, regardless of, of us looking back at stat sheets from a season ago. Yeah, I mean, you met you mentioned Smith and Calvin are gone. They were the the best two Terps last year. You, you know, you, you, they have nobody on the roster to fill those shoes. Um, I like Morsel and Wiggins. Uh, they're two good guards there. But looking at the rest of the the roster, it's it's pretty underwhelming. And um, to build off of that, they had the recruiting uh, class that was ranked last in the Big Ten this year. How does that uh, happen? I, that's yeah, that's mind boggling how a school like Maryland can't recruit better than <laughs> Northwestern or Rutgers or Iowa or Nebraska. You know, uh, they brought in two three star guys. Um, so they're going to be relying on these younger guys to, to make big, big leaps this coming year. And they're going to be relying on some of these transfers. And I, I don't see it. I, I don't see it. I think Turgeon may be in store for a pretty bad year. That's why we both have them, you know, going from number one last year, dropping down all the way to number 10 this year. I say they miss out on the tournament. And I think Turgeon, you're going to start hearing some whispers about, uh, you know, hot seat and if he's on it or not. Uh, well, maybe the COVID buys him a year or two, but, um, but yeah, uh, but I still, it'll be interesting to watch because I, I still feel like even this team, probably more talented than Purdue, but painters is so much of a better coach than Turgeon. I agreed. I think it will give them opportunity that if they can figure some stuff out, they might have the opportunity to jump up some spots, but, but I, 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 yeah, I'm marking them at 10 just because I don't trust Turgeon as a head coach. Um, and it's pretty shocking about the recruiting at 11. I actually have Minnesota at 11. So who's your 11. I already mentioned my number 11 and that was Ohio state all the way down. Damn. Damn, I have him at six. You have him at eleven. Chaos, chaos. All right, at number twelve. Oh no, wait. So yeah, I'm on twelve now. Then, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. At number twelve, I'm going to take a long shot on something. All right. Uh, I'm wondering what you're th- what you're thinking about this play. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Fred Hoiberg, the mayor, and the Cornhuskers. Look, we know Penn State with Pat Chambers leaving program's kind of in a in a crazy spot. Nebraska. Granted, bringing in a ton of transfers. I mean, this, you look at this roster. <laughs> Talk about 
the ultimate transfer team. I'm counting eight transfers on this roster. Eight. But um I think the I think I think Fred Hoiberg was a good coach at Iowa State. Now, I don't think the NBA game, you know, a lot of these college coaches will take that NBA money. They'll struggle because the NBA is just a rigged fucking game. Um check if if you want more on that, check out that whistleblower podcast. All right. But um but he's back at home now, right? He's back at home now. He's bringing in a ton of transfers, which is always hard to do, especially in a COVID season. But when you look at this team, I think there's, I think there's some talent on this roster. I know they were waiting on some waivers, but I think a lot of the, I think they're working out here. Trey McGowan's from Pitt coming over. Um, Walker from Tennessee. Uh, I mean, why did they get so many players from Pitt? Uh, Also Stevenson from Pitt. And, and the big one really is the Western Illinois transfer Kobe Webster. But I mean, this team is just, I think they're the ultimate enigma in the big 10. I think it's hard to look at this roster and really make anything of it. I'm just strictly saying, I think Fred Hoiberg's a good college coach. And I think there is talent on this team. Now, granted, none of these guys have played together. They're a Jack of all trades, but, but give me Nebraska Penn state's heading in the wrong direction. Give me Nebraska at that spot. At the 12, at We're the 12 spot. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I have Nebraska 12 also. Uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like you had them in the top five or anything. It's not that crazy. I still but, think uh, they're, they're, they're a random team though, dude. I think they're a team that nobody oh, in the big 10 has any idea what the fuck they're going to be facing. That, yeah, certainly. You know, so last year they went two and 18 in the conference. It was Hoiberg's first year. You know, he was really a, a complete roster overhaul this year. Uh, you know, five players left. Uh, they only have two returning players. They have five incoming division one transfers, two Juco guys, four incoming freshmen. Uh, who the hell knows how these guys are going to, you know, gel together. I am familiar with McGowan's from Pitt. He's a solid player. If he's, if he's granted eligibility, I haven't heard a, 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 a yay or nay on well, that trust yet. Me, the way they're but, passing them out. I, I don't think they're saying no to anybody. But I will say Tim Miles got a raw deal. The old coach Tim Miles, because they got hit with the injury bug the year he was going to make the tournament. Now Hoiberg's right. good, but Tim Miles' last press conference was I, I don't know what the, he he tells the the press. He goes, I think he's walking out of the facilities, and he goes, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go home and hang out with my dog and my wife, and I'm going to crack a few Coors Lights. Gotta love a guy who loves a silver bullet, Nick. You know, I'm more of a Coors Original Banquet <laughs> beer guy. You know, uh, but. Maybe he was watching his calories. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, so we know we are in agreement with Nebraska there. Maybe they surprise a few people. Maybe Hoiberg can, can gel all these misfits and miscats uh, uh, together. And yeah, maybe they can win a few games here. Um, you mentioned Penn state. Do you have them 13th or do you have them last? Well, let me, let me first get to a little ad read before we dive in. I want to tell you the college experience is brought to you by thrive fantasy. Come prop up on thrive fantasy. This season thrive fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Uh Uh-huh. And the response from SGP listeners for thrive fantasy. Well, it's been, it's been amazing. So they're hooking listeners up with a thousand dollar free roll every single Thursday, right before the Thursday night game of every game. That's right. A thousand dollar free roll. Use the password DGEN to enter. Yes, that's password DGEN. 
Uh, with Thrive, you can eliminate countless hours of research and focus only on the top tier athletes that have been, you know, made the biggest impact on the game. If it's NFL, you choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. If it's, if it's PGA, MLB, Esports, you choose five out of the available 10 to, to build your lineup and they're working on getting college sports going. I should add that, but each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. You hit the most prop, you rack up the most points. You win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $50,000 in guaranteed weekly prizes and has awarded over $1.6 million in cash prizes thus far. So use that promo code SGP when you sign up today and you will receive an instant match up to $50 on your first deposit. And that thing has a four times rollover. So download thrive fantasy on the app store, or Google play store by visiting the website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Uh, sign up and prop up today, people. And don't forget that promo code SGP. We're talking big 10 college basketball here, but before we dive into our final two spots, I want to tell you that we're also brought to you by ACE per head. You ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how? Well, guess what? ACE per head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top notch customer support going 24 seven, and they have some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus ACE per head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. We're at, we're at, we're at the bottom here, buddy. I know, I know, I think you're, I, I know you, man. And Chris Collins, I remember him draining threes at Cameron Indoor Stadium throughout the 90s while I was sitting there and you're jumping up and down like a maniac. Um, I'm guessing you have Northwestern at 13 Penn state at 14, but I'm going to go with Penn state, the Nittany lions at 13. Cause I think, yeah, losing Pat chambers is a big deal, but I still think they chambers had them in a decent spot. I know people transferred in and out and or mostly out, but um, I still think there's enough there that even with the new head coach, they're going to be able to figure some things out. Uh, as as far as I know, they still got Jones at at the two guard spot, getting thirteen a game, um, and you also have this Binghamton transfer, Sam Sesums coming in, who got twenty a game pretty much at Binghamton. Now, granted, that's Binghamton, but uh, I don't know. Give me give me uh give me Penn State to not finish in the in dead last. How about you, NC Nick? No, I actually agree. You know, I think Penn State has more talent than Northwestern, so I think that'll, you know, give them the the slight edge. Uh, Penn State loses their best two guys in uh, Lamar Stevens and Mike Watkins. You mentioned Myron Jones is coming back. You know, it should be his team this year. You mentioned the drama with uh, the coaching staff and uh, the how the, the Nittany Lions are basically going back to the drawing board here. Uh, they're not going to be good this year. They're going to take you know much worse than last year. Uh, they were 11 and nine in the big 10 last year that, you know, they'll be lucky to get five wins in the big 10 this year. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, they, yeah, they won't be at the very bottom, but they will be pretty damn close. Uh, Penn state back to rebuilding. Yeah. I mean, what if, what if, uh, what if there, who is, I forget that who's oh, Jim Ferry is taking over their assistant to chambers. Uh, what if he comes out of nowhere, has a money season? Maybe there's not enough talent. They had players transfer out. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, I don't see it happening. I don't see it either. Um, uh, give me the Nittany Lions at 13 and at 14. I think we both agree. Now, here's what I ask you. All right, Chris Collins. If you're Northwestern, you can't follow, you can't fire this guy. He got you to your only tournament, right? But I remember being optimistic about the Wildcats of Northwestern in basketball. After that tournament season, we thought the next year they'd have it. Things didn't work out. You look at this team. I see uh Bowie, the point guard, 10.3 points a game mixed. They're bringing in a William, uh, William and Mary transfer in, in audage, basically 10 points a game and the CAA, uh, who knows if that will, will, will work out in the big 10 to that point. But, um, you had, you had cop, the small or cop at the small forward, best player in their whole team, 13 points a game, any chance Collins got some magic to take them back to the tournament. I doubt it. You know, uh, yeah, four years ago, not only did they make the tournament, they actually won a game behind that that uh, white point guard uh, Macintosh. Dude, that was um, that was an incredible yeah. year. Do you remember they it beat, was. they beat Michigan on like a full court inbounds pass? Uh, they threw it. It was almost like the Leitner Grant Hill pass. Great, great uh, pass underneath the basket, but it went like ninety feet. They make a a a little shot off the glass at the buzzer. That the, that team was magical, and I thought there was momentum behind this program. I don't think he should be fired because they never had a tournament win ever, uh, let alone made the tournament. I believe, and and but at the same time, you gotta wonder, man, are they truly going in the other direction? Well, since that tournament appearance, their their overall record in the three seasons that have followed is thirty six and fifty nine, and their Big Ten record is thirteen and forty five. Damn. So. Yeah, that Northwestern is pretty much back to where they were before Collins was hired, which is the absolute basement in the Big Ten. I still think Collins has a couple more years. You know, it's Northwestern. They don't expect much from the basketball program. Uh, it's, it's almost like David Cutcliffe at Duke, you know, where they were so bad before. Yeah. I mean, and Cutcliffe's had much more success than, than Collins. I'm not, not trying to make say that's a, an exact comparison. But uh, yeah, Collins. Uh, it seems like any momentum from that one season is is long gone. If he doesn't do anything in the next couple of years, yeah, he he could be on the chopping block. From, and from uh, it looks like from, from a statistical standpoint. Sorry to cut you off. I'm just saying, like they look. If you just if you're blindly coming into this without watching much college basketball, you look at the stat sheet here. You look at what they're bringing back. You'd say, hey, there's optimism for them to be better than Penn State but I just think Penn state has more to, I watched both last year. I watched both the year before. So I'm going to take Penn state, but I, I still think, I mean, maybe this could be a sleeper to go up a few spots. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, what's a few spots, you know, like I mentioned uh, when we were, you know, just started this podcast, uh, there's the bottom tier. There's the top tier, a mid tier and a bottom tier. Northwestern will be one of those bottom three or four teams. Yeah, you know, granted they could finish with a couple more wins in Penn State, but they're certainly a bottom tier team. So whether they finish, you know, twelfth, thirteenth, or fourteenth, I don't think it matters that much. Uh, for my money, I have them finishing last. Uh, yeah, I'm agreeing with you, man. And I, uh, but I'm I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting for them. Come on, come on, Wildcats! All right, th- <laughs> th- this is our Big Ten uh, preview. I mean, look, uh, I would ask you who you think Player of the Year, but where I think we'd agree, Garza is the, is is the Player of the Year. If we had gun to head, hands down, easy, easy yeah. choice, Garza. I mean, if you had a second option, it would be the uh, the kid from Illinois, D- 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 Sunmu. 
I always butcher his name, but I, I, I think he would be up there for one of the best. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. Those two guys are probably head and shoulders above then, you know, on the next tier, maybe Jackson Davis with Indiana or Trevin Williams with, with uh, Purdue, but it's, it's Luca Garza's award to win. Yeah. I imagine he won it last year. I'm not positive, but uh, if not, he's definitely going to win it this year. Yeah. I believe he did last year. Um, all right, man. Well, this is the big 10 preview college basketball. Just what, what, uh, let me just do the math here. We are 20, yeah, how much more? Yeah. Tw- 21 days away, three weeks from today. We're recording. There we're we going to go. have college basketball. I'm really excited for this slate. I'm really excited. I mean, you know, I love, I mean, just a great time of year. We got Maction college football. Make sure you check out the Maction podcast, six games going on. Uh, basically by the time you're listening to this, it's tonight. Um, and then check out the rest of the college experience podcast. We cover everything. Uh, if you're a first time listener, make sure you subscribe. We're on all platforms. All right. There's no duck in the college experience. All right. But, uh, we'd appreciate if you subscribe, we appreciate if you tell a friend, uh, and, and we are on all platforms. Like I mentioned, one of the best things for us personally, giving you a heart to heart here is if you can go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. You want more, more, more podcasts covering each game, whether it's college football or college basketball. Uh, you want more of it? If you get over to iTunes, give us a five star review. Our sponsors look at the reviews, right? Not only our sponsors, sponsors that aren't our sponsors look at the reviews. They will say sometimes, "Hey, look, idiots or people like these idiots." So let's give them some money, and then that's how you get more episodes. But we're going out of our way to try to bring you. Uh, the best content when it comes to college football and college basketball and the college experience. So please uh, subscribe rate review. And if you do, if you do write a five-star review or if you write a review in general, uh, tag me in that at the Colby D on Twitter, and I'll enter you in a raffle to win a sports gambling podcast or college experience shirt or sweatshirt or some, some type of, and I'll put it like this. If you do that, we're going to get you something. All right. It might not be that week. It might take a few weeks, but I will find a way to make sure you, uh, you know, you get something and, and, and we really appreciate that. Uh, I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. And like I said, if you're a first time listener, we handicap every single college football and college basketball game going on three plus years. Now been over 500% every single year, me, Patty C NC Nico, you're hearing on this episode. Um, so please tell a friend. I think we are the premier college football and college basketball podcast. Uh, Patty C is on Twitter at Patty C831. He's not currently on this episode, but he is a college basketball nut and a college football nut. So make sure you you give him a follow. NC Nick, who was kind enough to come on this show and give his Big Ten picks along with his ACC picks. Make sure you check out our ACC preview. Um, he's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give him a follow. Uh, we also, me and NC Nick do a nice college football DFS podcast every Friday morning, dropping on the college experience where we pick our lineups for, uh, you know, college DraftKings college football. And that will translate into DraftKings college basketball soon enough coming around the corner. Great opportunity to make money. A lot of these fools are doing the NFL, you know, thinking, Hey, I can make my million dollars in the NFL. Like Sean stack and the money green did, but no. I'm telling you, there's money to be made in college football and college basketball because not all the masses are doing it. There's more opportunity. Get in there. Um, check out that DFS podcast we drop. And yeah, this is the uh oh no, where's oh I'm sorry. 
We're still uh, affiliated with the sports gambling podcast. They're on Twitter at the SGP network. Check out sports gambling podcast.com. NC Nick does great write-ups. One of our, one of our best writers there. So check out uh, all of his literature and uh, yeah. Anything NC Nick, anything else you want to say? 21 days away. We got your college sports covered, man. We got you help us help you. Let's do this. Exactly. All right. This is the college experience. Big 10 2021 preview. You better start thinking about yours and we out. <laughs>